It's Jim, it's the world of bonds. It's Wednesday the 16th of June 2021. This is for professional investors only and never investment advice. Today, 10-year US Treasury is at 1.5%, a little higher than they got to at the end of last week. Um, they got down to 1.42%, despite that huge blowout 5% uh, US inflation number that we saw. Elsewhere, 10-year gilt yields are at 76 basis points, the bunds at minus 24, and JGB stuck around zero at five basis points. Generally, it's a risk-on environment this week. Uh, we're a little off the record highs for equities that we saw uh, yesterday in the US and Europe. Uh, oil prices up towards $73 a barrel, and people are starting talking about $100 a barrel oil by the end of the summer. Credit has been very, very strong over the past few days as well. Um, I, the, the kind of high yield index is a little bit weaker this morning, but not much to it. And if you look at CDX IG, which is the US investment grade index uh, derivative or ITRAX main, the European one, both are trading comfortably below 50 basis points uh, for that market. And that's, that's pretty much near the lows that we've seen. The other thing to note, the dollar is pretty strong at the moment and doing well. Big news this morning is around the UK and we've had UK CPI out came in well above expectations at plus 2.1% for May this year. That compares to 1.6% in April. And the important thing to note, this is not about base effects. So we knew that inflation was going to be high over the course of the summer, and it would be largely driven, at least initially, by the fact that we had virtually no inflation a year ago because we had deflationary pressures as a result of economies closing down around uh, March, April, May time, um, around uh, COVID restrictions and so forth. And uh, as a result of that, there'd be a big leap up um, as we saw the inflation numbers uh, come through in 2021. And there's still a bit of that coming through, but this is really a story of the reopening of the economy in May. So people going back shopping, so clothes prices went up, people traveling to see relatives that go on holiday, etc. Petrol prices go up, also linked to that oil price that we talked about earlier. And finally, it's about food and drink. And you know, you, you all know this, uh, as I've said before, if you've eaten out recently, things have gone up in price dramatically. Um, uh, linked not only to the fact that pubs, restaurants can charge more as demand is very high, but also their costs have gone up to some extent around labour shortages and raw material shortages. But certainly, you know, you see this quite dramatically if you if you eat out at the moment, how menu prices have gone up uh, significantly. So shopping, travel, eating out outside the home, all massive upward inputs to uh, what's going on in the UK CPI. Offsetting that, food at home is a little bit lower in price um, compared to expectations, and that's due to falling grains, cereal and and bread prices. So uh, a very strong number that took the market a little bit by surprise. um, Gilts are going to open a little higher in yield, uh, just opening now at 8 o'clock. So we're seeing, what, 10-year gilt yield, 77 basis points, one or two higher on the day. And the, the, the gilt future is off around a quarter of a point, but n- nothing uh, very exciting there at all. Um, the other thing to note is that we also had producer prices come out today. So for, for the UK, uh, we had some US producer prices, PPI yesterday, 
plus 6.6% year on year. So huge, I think almost a record high increase in producer prices. But this gives you some idea about pipeline pressures. So if we look at the UK producer prices, we have both input prices and output prices. So the input price is the price of the raw materials that manufacturing businesses are paying to make stuff. The output price is, uh, is the price of stuff that they're, um, you know, the change in price that they're charging to the shops and the retailers or the direct consumers um, that might buy from those factories. So when it comes to input prices in the UK, um, input prices went up 10.7%. So these are your raw material costs, your plastics, your oils, your coppers, etc. The prices paid by businesses to make stuff went up nearly 11%. Their output prices went up by 4.6%. So their finished product prices are going up by 4.6%. So you can immediately see some sort of squeeze there. Obviously, it doesn't necessarily mean that profit margins fall, but there will be a squeeze there. You know, there's obviously value add in between that allows them um, to make a margin as well. So it's not as simple as that result, check difference between input prices and output prices resulting in losses. But you know, if you look at that whole pipeline, input prices going up 10.7%, output prices going up 4.6%, CPI, consumer prices, going at 2.1%. You can see that there is going to be a squeeze in profit margins along along that whole chain, whether it's um, within the business, at the retailer, and, and so so forth. So no good news for anyone, really, other than commodity producers um, who have been generally doing quite well as raw material prices, etc., have gone up of late. But squeeze on profit margins as well that might end up causing weaker profits, lower growth, um, lower employment and all of these sorts of things. So I think there is a risk to some extent that higher inflation um, is the stabilising mechanism that causes lower inflation in the future. But we'll see. I think it, you know, it's very difficult to kind of ignore the persistent, relentless inflationary headline news coming through that is finally starting to feed its way through into consumer price expectations. Uh, consumers, when you ask them what they think inflation is or will be, normally don't get it very right. And, and so the central banks like the Bank of England and other people do look at these consumer measures of inflation, but they know that um, they're generally tilted to things that people buy immediately and frequently. So if the only thing that changed in the inflation basket was the price of milk going up by 100%, people's expectations of where general inflation would be would be almost entirely based on that thing that they buy every single day of their life. And things that you buy once every couple of years, like, um, I don't know, a new TV um, or even longer, a sofa um, that may be deflating and have more significant impact on what you spend your money on overall, um, they, they don't get noticed uh, and lots of things don't get noticed. And this is why conspiracy theories um, are always out there that inflation is actually 10% and people are making up the inflation basket. It's that, that isn't the case, of course. The, you know, the, the problem is that people notice different areas of their inflation basket um, in different ways. And those big ticket items that may well be more impacted by Chinese goods deflation um, you, you don't notice that as much as what's going on with the price of milk or, or something like that. So 
But nevertheless, we are seeing a rise in inflation expectations, albeit subtly, and that may feed through into wage expectations. And then that is the mechanism. People expect that general inflation comes back in the system. When wages go up, companies have to put up prices because their wages have gone up, not uh, you know, not as a kind of separate thing going on. So these are all things that we need to worry about as bond investors at the moment. And as I say, it's undeniable that the inflation headline news, the expectations and so forth are all generally higher. Having said that, the tips break even yield, which is the, the five year measure of where um, the bond market thinks inflation will be over the next five years on average has come down from over 2.7% to below 2.5% over the course of uh, May and June. So not everyone is, is getting carried away by this, but we need to be worried. Final thing to mention today is FOMC day. So the Federal Reserve will meet and um, Jay Powell will then answer Q&A and so forth in front of uh, the world's press later on this afternoon. The things people are looking for really are around the dot plot. This is the Fed's um, uh, communication to the market of where it thinks interest rates will be in future. And particularly people will be looking at the 2023 dot plot where they expect a, you know, a rate hike to be put in there um, by the FMC. At the moment, Fed funds, which is the market measure of where the market thinks rates will be in um, December 2023, is for that to be at 63 basis points. So at least one rate hike effectively priced into the market by the end of 2023. Other things people will look for are obviously talk about tapering uh, and some communication about what's what the Fed thinks about these numbers. And as we've said before, transitory is the word that gets used all the time. And, you know, I'd be very surprised if that doesn't make an appearance again this afternoon. But it, it's clear that something is going on with inflation and that the Fed needs to uh, needs to have a ro robust reason out there and communication why it isn't going to raise rates um, this year or next year, if that is the case. Right, enjoy the rest of your day. Speak to you soon. Bye.